a lot of people, man, they're good at what they do, but they don't know how to stand out. Their brand stinks. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, what do you do? Well, I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I'm a uh, you know trainer. I'm a naturopath. I'm a chiropractor. I may, I build computers. I build software. I mean, who know, who cares, man? You need <laughs> something deeper. Right. Your message has to resonate and speak to people's pain. What is business? It's about solving problems for people for profit. And you got to get into people's pain. You got to show them why they should do business with you. Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Delighted to be joined today all the way from Toronto in Canada. We have uh, an ex-immigrant who moved all the way from uh, Iran over to Canada, made an amazing life for himself, focusing on the positives, got loads of great stories about escaping tyranny over to freedom. He's now a podcast host and international best-selling uh, best author. He's a champion of entrepreneurs. He's also the founder of the E-Circle Academy. Um, and just welcome to the show today. We have Nikki Billu. Nikki, welcome. Thanks for having me, Paul. It's an honor to be here, man. Oh, the honor is all mine, I tell you. It's, uh, it's going to be fantastic. So um, before we get kicking off on what you do today and how you do it, can you give us a little bit about your backstory in terms of what got you to where you are today? Absolutely. An immigrant from the Middle East, I'm a Christian from Iran. When I was 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution took place in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, could see the writing on the wall. This was not going to be a place to raise his Christian family. Hmm. So he made a plan and he got us out of Iran and we settled eventually where I now live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And at the time, 11 years old, I didn't want to leave my home or my friends. But in retrospect, so the greatest thing my father could have done for me and my family, he took us from a legacy of tyranny to a legacy of freedom. As a result, I've become the biggest champion for freedom there ever was. You see, we all here in the West take our freedoms for granted. It's why we allow idiots to get into power and start to erode them bit by bit. And I say to you that every single one of us needs to appreciate the freedoms we have, need to jealously guard them, and we need to stand up for freedom. We're lucky to live in the West. You're lucky to live in the UK. I'm lucky to live in Canada. In my home country of Iran right now, if you spoke out against the government, they'd beat you to death. I mean, you think about that. Yeah. Right. And freedom is the bedrock of free expression and free expression is the bedrock of free enterprise. Free enterprise is what allows us as entrepreneurs to go out and make our dreams come true. My father was an entrepreneur. He was the greatest man I ever knew. He was a man who was for uplifting people. If you were looking for work, he'd help you find a job. If you were out of business, he'd help you get it going. If you can buy a car, a house, an apartment and you went to dad, you knew him. You didn't have enough money. Top, you could buy that car, the house, that apartment. Mm. Who does that? Yeah. You may ask. <laughs> well, the late great Napoleon Ballou, for one. Why would he do such a thing? That sounds too good to be true. Well, one, he was a devout Christian and he believed he'd been blessed by God. It was his duty to share those blessings with others. 
Two, he did it because he could. He was successful. He was rich. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to serve people. I got into the business of serving entrepreneurs. I believe entrepreneurs are society's greatest heroes. Every good thing in our society happens because an entrepreneur has a dream and goes out there to make it come true. They create jobs. They create innovation. They move the human race forward. And so I champion them. And what I notice is there's plenty of entrepreneurs out there that are good at what they do, but maybe on the business side, not so much. Right. They're afraid of marketing and sales in particular. So a guy like me comes in front of them and goes, okay, I'm going to show you how to reframe selling from basically selling, which a lot of entrepreneurs look at and they go, oh my God, I don't want to be that pushy guy, you know, and you know what the problem with that is? They don't go after business they should go after. And so some charlatan comes in, scoops up the business, doesn't deliver. The sum total of goodness in the world goes down. Why? You don't get the business you should. That good person, the, the, the client, doesn't get what they needed. And that charlatan, karma's a bitch. It's going to bite him in the ass eventually. And it does. Yeah. So I thought, let's help these folks reframe selling to serving. Nobody wants to be sold. Paul, you don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But don't you love being served by a caring human being? Indeed. Don't you love it? We all love it, right? Yeah. So we teach people how to reframe selling to service. Just doing that helps them double, triple, quadruple, five, tenfold their business. Brilliant. That's step one. Yeah. We've done that for tons of people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And my father always told me, remember that person sitting in front of you, that is someone's mother, someone's father, someone's brother, someone's sister, someone's son, someone's daughter, mm -hmm. someone's wife, someone's husband. That's a hero to somebody. Your job is to take care of them. Remember, dad would say to me, son, business isn't about numbers or money. Business is about people. It's a people game, not a numbers game, not a money game. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. And that's where I stand. That's the ethos I bring to my clients. And that is what everybody wants. They want to be treated like a human being, not a number, yeah. not a not a commission check, not a paycheck. Wonderful. And as long as you remember that as an entrepreneur, you're going to kick some butt and take some names. Brilliant. I mean, it, there's a couple of things that are obviously coming through. That. I mean, the 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 pride that you have in uh, your father and your father's journey and and how that's inspired you. You know, um, do you help people connect with those things themselves? You know, in terms of what's inspired them to get where they are? How, how does your story help lift others up? Well, inside the programs we run for the entrepreneurs we work with, we take a deep dive into you, your favorite subject, <laughs> and we, we help you understand by going through your life. If your life were a movie, what would be the title? Right. And we help you pull out of there what you need in order to build the authentic personal brand of you, because that's what everybody needs. Mm. That's the other thing. A lot of people, man, they're good at what they do, but they don't know how to stand out. Their brand stinks. You know what I mean? Mm. They, what do you do? Well, I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I'm a uh, you know trainer. I'm a naturopath. I'm a chiropractor. I may, I build computers. I build software. I mean, who know? Who cares, man? You need <laughs> something deeper. Right. Your message has to resonate and speak to people's pain. What is business? It's about solving problems for people for profit. And you got to get into people's pain. You got to show them why they should do business with you. I had a client. She was a naturopathic doctor. She ran a clinic. She was successful, but not as successful as she wanted to be. And her father was dying of brain cancer, geoblastoma. Mm. 
When she came to us, she wanted to honor him by creating success in her business. So we sat with her and we said, hey, okay, tell us what the story is, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. She said, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. I can solve any health problem for anybody. I'm like, no, 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 that's not going to work. And she says, well, what should I do? I said, let's find out who your ideal client is. How do I do that? Well, I said to her, here's how you do it, all right? Really straightforward, really simple. First thing you got to do is you got to identify who are the people that you have gotten the best results for. Who are the people you've enjoyed working with the most? Who are the people that have been the easiest to transact with? That's your ideal client zone. So for her, we did that exercise. Turned out to be professional woman, over 45, married with children, successful, but they didn't feel pretty and beautiful anymore. So our client said, look, getting older is inevitable, but aging isn't. I can show you how to reverse aging, how to get your sexy back. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we're going to do, how to get your sexy back. And brother, that message helped her double her, her business three years in a row. Boom, boom, boom. She went from six figures a month in profit to seven figures a year. From six figures a year, excuse me, in profit to six figures a month or seven figures a year. Wow. You think about that. Yeah, That's pretty darn incredible. That's the power of having a message that attracts a clear message and not being another naturopath, another chiropractor, but someone who's going to help professional women get their sexy back. Boom, Hmm. boom, boom, boom. And it was an honor to do that for her. Yeah. It's that's what people need. Yeah. And and it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. I know as a, a, as a new entrepreneur in some ways and having spoken to a lot of entrepreneurs, it's that partly the, the desire to want to help everybody. Um, But, knowing that, you, that that's not physically possible, particularly when you're going out on your own. Uh, you know, if you're just one person going out as a, a one-man band, a one-person band, then you can't help everybody. So that counterintuitive element of focusing down and niching has such a, an amazing effect, doesn't it? Absolutely. Hmm. And the other thing I found was that far too many entrepreneurs undercharge, they undervalue themselves. Okay, and why? Well, there's only two reasons. Reason number one is they don't believe they're worth it. Reason number two is they believe they're worth it. They don't believe anyone's going to pay. Right. So all of these have some sort of imposter syndrome going on. So if you don't believe you're worth it, that is a mindset issue, which we got to fix. Either that or you're not good. If you're not good, then, you know, that's a different story. But if you are good and it's a mindset issue, we got to fix your mindset issue. But if you believe you're worth it, you don't think people are going to pay. That's because you haven't connected it to the value. When you undercharge, you actually hurt your client. Explain more. You undercharge, you actually hurt your client. Why is that? Hmm. Because there's something, right? Basically, that is all about the law of percepted value. So if... I show you a pen, okay? And this pen, this is a this is a Sharpie, right? Yeah. I can write with this pen, right? This pen is $2. And I show you this pen. This is a Mont Blanc. Hmm. This pen is 1200 quid, right? Both of these pens write. Which pen do you perceive as the better pen? The Sharpie or the Mont Blanc? 
Yeah, I mean, depending on what what you're oh, using for Paul, at the time. Tell but, me, which pen do you perceive as the better pen? Yeah, depending on my need at the time, but I, I'm I'm sure the instinct is to go for the Mont Blanc. Right, and if your understanding of value is that hey, I paid ten dollars for something like a book. I've written 10 books, published 10 books. Inside of my books is everything that I teach to show you how to take your business from wherever it is to a million dollar a year profit in under three years. Everything I teach is in those books. If you buy all my books, it's going to cost you 200 pounds. Now, if you just buy one of my books, you can buy the cheapest one for $10 on, on Kindle. Right. Okay, it'll give you... 60% of what you need. Now, thousands of people have my books. Do you want to know how many people have just bought my books and added a million dollars to their income? Do you want to take a guess out of those thousands that have read my books? Um, I'd say a small percentage. I'm going to go with 5%. Zero. 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 Right. Absolutely none. Not one. Okay, so I've had about 300 clients that I've worked with over the years that have paid me between 10000 and a quarter million dollars to work with me. What percentage of those do you think have added six to seven, eight figures, even nine figures to their annual income? Well, I, I know you're a man of, uh, of, of great worth and, and of great value. I'm going to go with 100% of those clients there, Nikki. It's not 100%. Yeah. It's not 100%. I'm going to be honest with you because there's people that just won't do the work, et cetera. But it's well over 50%. Right. It's well over 50%. Now, why is that? Why is it that the guy who bought a $10 book didn't get the result as the guy who spent $20,000 on a, on, a, on a mentorship program? Because the guy who spent $20,000 put more stock in the $20,000 program than the guy did in a $10 book. Yeah. Okay. If you don't spend a lot on something, you don't value it. It's the law of perceived value. Mm. It's that simple. So you need to charge your client enough to have leverage over them so that they show up vested to do the work hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah the number of conversations i've had with uh with clients um both when by myself but with also in in other consultancies as well about you know um, should we give them a free piece of work to begin with in order to get the sale later on and and just it never goes down well N nothing free ever gets done in my opinion so it's no, uh, not yeah. for one second yeah. so you know um, I'll tell you a story of another client of mine, another clinic owner. He owned a clinic in Manhattan that did Eastern healing arts, acupuncture, and that sort of thing. And he was successful. He had a six-figure a year profit business. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to tenfold his business. So he came to me and I, I looked at his business. He asked me to do a you know comprehensive review as a strategist. So I took a look at it. I liked everything about his business except his pricing. And I told him that. I said, your pricing is way too low. 
And he says, well, what do you think I should do? Like raise it 10%? I said, no. He said, what, 20%? He said, no, dude. He said, then what? 30%? I said, no, man. This is, are you kidding me? No, your prices are ridiculous. He says, well, what do you think I should do? I said, you need to 20-fold your prices. He freaked, freaked. What do you mean? 20-fold? No one's going to pay. Are you crazy? And like, he was hyperventilating, man. Mm. And I'm like, hey, man, calm down, man. I said, look, you have high-end clientele and you are charging at a level that is, it's not what he, he was like, okay, maybe you can double it. Double is not, he said, maybe triple. I don't know, no, no, 20 fold. He finally agreed to seven fold his prices. That's as high as he was willing to go at that stage. Hmm. So I reluctantly agreed. Brother, that's all he did, okay? He 20 folded his business. The number of clients coming to see him went up 20 fold. Wow. Wow. Just from a When you charge what you are worth, people want to pay it. And also energetically, when you get what you should get, you'll give what you should give. If you get too little money for what you're doing, energetically, you won't give it. Am I making sense here, bro? <laughs> Certainly, yeah. yeah it's I'm a... making sense here. Yeah. And then finally, man, like, you know, land the plane over here. Um, you've got to be somebody in business that is decisive and committed, coachable and resourceful. And I look for these qualities in people. Mm. And if I don't see them, I don't work with them. Well, decisive and committed. Well, I'll tell you a story. Okay. I used to be a top personal fitness trainer. And about a dozen years ago, I got out of the field. And when I did, I stopped uh, thinking like a trainer, a mental switch flip. I wasn't as... uh, on point with my diet nutrition anymore and you know i'd work out but like i said just not at the same level and over a dozen years i gained close to 50 pounds right right? i looked at myself in the mirror with my shirt off and i and I, i had a photo of myself back in my glory my training days where i had a six pack and i had a big belly and I was like, no, man, I, 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 every year I had a goal to lose weight and every year I gained weight. Right. I think about that. That was how bad it was. And what I realized was that I, this was not going to change unless a few things changed. One is I had to make a decision that I was going to get the result. There was going to be no alternative to the, to be decisive is to kill off the alternative. Okay. And I had to commit to do whatever it took. And then finally, I had to become coachable and realize that I was no longer a top trainer and I was lying to myself, telling myself I knew what to do, I could do it at any time. I needed to hire a trainer. If you want to to win, you must have coaching and mentorship. You're the most important asset in your life and in your business. The investment in that asset needs to be off the charts. Robin Sharma, who used to be a client of mine when I was a trainer, said to me that if you want to double your income this year, triple your investment in personal and professional development, 
hire the coaches, join the masterminds, you know, attend the conferences, uh, buy the courses, buy the books, read them. So I hired a coach and I hired him based on his reputation and getting results for people my age because I'm 55, right? I saw pictures of people that were fatter than I was that looked like they belonged on a bodybuilding stage. So I called him. I said, I want to hire you. I didn't ask him what he charged, anything like that. I hired him and then he told me what he charged and that was fine. And this was in February. From February to now, I've dropped 39 pounds out of those 50. Wow. Right? Why? Well, I invested in myself. I made a decision this was going to happen and I committed to it. And if you are listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, what do I need to do for my business? Well, Nikki, do you have a business story you could tell us? I go, yeah, I got a business story I can tell you. <laughs> a few years ago, around the time I got out of the fitness business, my wife at the time decided she didn't want to be with me anymore. And I was blindsided. I was like, maybe I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. I spiraled, she kicked me out of the house, sleeping on my mother's couch. She was making no money. It was terrible. I uh, had a friend of mine who took pity on me and he bought me a ticket to a conference. So I went to a conference with him. There a man was delivering a talk and it spoke to my soul, brother. You know what I'm talking about? It spoke yeah. to my soul. When he was done, I elbowed everybody out of the way and rushed the stage and introduced myself and said, I'm Nikki Blue, how are you? And um, told him my story. He listened patiently at the end. I said, I, I think I need to hire you. He said, oh, you do? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, well, you need to know some things. I charge $5,000 minimum. That's my lowest fee. It's for five hours of coaching with me. I take payment in full upfront in advance. I offer no guarantees and no refunds. You still want to hire me, son? I'm like, whoa. I remember I'm sleeping on my mother's couch. I have no money, right? Like, no. I said, I don't know. I can't do it. I, I I don't have that kind of money. He said, well, I'll give you some free coaching. I'm like, free coaching, man. I love free coaching. Now, here I, you and I are saying, don't do free. But he gave, <laughs> he gave me two minutes of free coaching, right? And so he said, it doesn't matter how much money you have. I said, wait, well, hold up, hold up. Hold up. I, I thought you wanted $5,000 from me. It matters a lot how much money I have. And then he says, no, 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 man. He said, listen, I got 20 people lining up to work with me. I don't need your money, but you need me. I'm like, okay, okay. He said, it doesn't matter how much money you have. What matters is how bad do you want change? How bad do you want change? I'm like, oh. He said, well, you're telling me you're sleeping on your mother's couch, cannot provide for your children. Life has kicked you to the curb, and you have lost all confidence in yourself. How much longer are you willing to tolerate this state of affairs? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, um, a day, a week, a month, a year, whoa, a lifetime? I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. I said, let's make an appointment. I'll come follow up with you, okay? Give me a couple of days. He said, all right, I made an appointment to go see him. Hmm. In between, I called some people. Remember, I was still a personal fitness trainer. And I I went to them and I said, I have, I have great news for you. They go, okay, what, what, what? <laughs> I said, you are fat. And 
if you don't lose weight, you're going to have an existential health crisis. And you could die or not be able to live life the way you need to. You understand that? They go, yeah, 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 I understand. I said, and I am broke. And I have an existential financial crisis. If I don't make money, I won't be allowed to see my kids. I said, so I'm going to make you the deal of the century, half price. But you got to say yes now, you got to pay in full now. Two guys gave me a thousand bucks each, half price. I was elated. I went to see this guy. I was excited. I dropped two thousand dollars. Here you go. He's like, "That's nice, son," but I said five, not two. I'm like, "Whoa, God!" My whole my face fell. My energy went down. I I just said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Uh, I said, "Bill." His name was Bill. I said, "Bill, um, how many people have you told this story to?" He said, "Over the years." I go, "Yeah." He said, 30, maybe 40. I go, wow, that's a lot. He goes, yeah. I said, besides me, who else came back to you with any money? He goes, oh, wow, man, that's easy. You are the first. I go, the first. He goes, the first. Wow. I said, then take my money. I'm going to sign a contract saying I'll pay the balance off in 30 or 60 days, whatever the case may be. And let's go because I want change back. He agreed. The rest is history. I paid him off early. I made six figures in less than six months. And um, yeah. I never looked back. Superb. Because I want to change back. And if you have a listener listening to this, hmm. the question I have for you is how bad do you want change? Right. In your life, in your business. How much longer are you willing to tolerate the state of affairs, the current situation you're in, a day, a week, a month, a year, a lifetime? Or are you ready to say no more and are you ready to get into action? Because if you are, you need to act. You need to step forward and say, I am ready for change. Yeah. And that's the mic drop moment and yeah. the landing of the plane and the wrap up moment for you and I. Brilliant. Superb. I, I, I love it, Nicky. I, I'm, I'm connecting with so many of those stories on a personal level and people I've spoken to. Um, I think the there's one element where I, I'm having conversations with my nine-year-old boy about, he said, I want something. I was like, well, is it that you want it? Like, What's the difference between what you want and what you're willing to work for? It's like, oh, are you willing to work for this? No, not really. Well, you don't want it. <laughs> and it's not that I'm, I'm saying you've got to work for it or you're not getting it. What I'm, what I'm trying to get out of him is, are you willing to work for this? and put in effort in order to get what you want. Because if you're not, that's not something that you want, it's just something you desire, it's probably something that you've seen your friends having. But it's if it's something you really want, then you will put in the, the effort to get that thing and to whatever it might be in your life. And I think that's a, a real important piece about, uh, you know, what how badly do you want this thing? Do you want it enough that you're gonna put in effort to make change happen? And if you're not, then you can't expect it to happen to you. Yes, sir, 100%. Yeah couple of quick questions then around how do you help your own performance? Who who do you go to to make sure that you stay at your best? Well, like I said, I hire coaches, right? Like I hired somebody to help me get in shape. I've got a business coach that I work with. And I, I believe in being coachable. You've got to be coachable. If you're not coachable and you don't invest in yourself, that's a huge problem. Yeah. 
And I'd, I'd, I'd love to come back to just that piece you were saying uh, briefly earlier. Um, and I know we talked about this in the in the pre-record. But if you want to double your income, you've got to treble your investment. You know, you tell, tell, tell us a little bit more about that uh, from an entrepreneur's perspective. Well, business is about investment into assets to produce results. Mm. What is the most important asset in your business as an entrepreneur? You, mm. you, you better be investing in you because that asset, that investment pays off unbelievably well. And if the investment in you is zero, that is a horrible business decision. Paul Teasdale, I don't know what business you do. I'm going to find out when we're done. But I got to tell you, the biggest piece of advice I can personally give you is whatever you've invested last year, treble it. Make that determination today and figure out what are the skill sets you need. What is it that's going to make you better, more valuable, and more able to deliver for your clients and for yourself? And everybody needs to look at it that way. If you're a business owner, if you're in business, you're an entrepreneur, you need to get better at speaking in public. Every single one of us do because that helps you. So go on shows like this. You've got to get better at that. Invest in yourself to do that. Yeah. If you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, you need to invest in sales skills and persuasion skills. You've got to get better at that. No, Even if you're one of the best there is, you've got to get better at that. You better invest in that, in people who can help you generate more income, more revenue, and be more persuasive right? If you're in business for yourself and you want to grow and scale and expand, you better learn how to write. You need a book. That is a powerful branding tool. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, man, that is that is a problem, hmm. brother. Problem. Oh, wonderful. I think it's a big, big lesson for us all, particularly when we're in that moment where we're trying to um, generate more business. And if the money isn't coming in, there's the temptation to to stop it going out in the first place and, and stop that investment flow. And it's such a, uh, a counterintuitive and counterproductive thing in the long run, isn't it? Yeah. It's a mistake. Yeah. If you're looking to grow today, you need to be looking to invest today. Brilliant. A um, couple of quick questions to, to close off then. Firstly, if you could be helping any individual or team or organization with your skill set, who would you want that to be? You know, who who you, would you ideally want to be working with? Well, I'll tell you, um, one fellow who intrigues the hell out of me and really ought to hire me is Elon Musk. Um, he's really good at having built himself a very powerful thought leader brand. But I think that he's missing the boat on Twitter to the tune of $40, 50000000000 billion in valuation. Yeah. And I know how to help him do that. Right. You know, so one thing I, I would do if I were Elon is I would offer a high level subscription service uh, that would be an hour with Elon. And I would have one hour a week that people could be on a massive Twitter thing with Elon. Mm. And um, he would curate those hour weeks and give a lesson from entrepreneurship, from business, from success. And then he would take five questions. So the hour with Elon. Right. And I I think we could get a very good uptake on that. 
And then the other thing that I would do with Elon is I would, he's the richest man in the world, right? Mm. Richest man in the world, greatest brand for success is I would go and I'd say, I am willing to work with a um, hundred people uh, twice a year in, in a, in a, in an event and um, another um, six times a year over zoom for, you know, two, three hours. Hmm. And I'm going to help these hundred people become billionaires and they need to be worth at least a hundred million dollars each. You don't get to even be considered for this until you're worth at least a hundred million dollars. Right. Um, but I'd say I take a hundred people like that and I would, I would, um, I'd charge a lot of money for that. <laughs> I can imagine. So those are two things I'd tell Elon he could do right now. Yeah. And I'd help him put it together if he wanted the help. Um, and I think we could get a hundred people to buy into that. Wonderful. So the so, arrow with Elon and then the, you know, hundred billionaires, hundred people with a hundred million. Yeah. You could even make it a thousand, honestly. Yeah. If yeah. you charge the right amount of money for it, that would be a wonderful amount of money that Elon would make. He'd be the highest paid person in the, in the personal professional development space in the history of the world. And I know how to leverage his brand and make that happen. I, th I think it'd be a no-brainer. I think it'd be a complete and total and utter no-brainer. Yeah. So Elon, if you're listening, uh, give Nikki a call. <laughs> and just let, let's. I'm on Twitter, Elon. <laughs> so if we flip that uh, on its head a little bit, and if you were able to sit down and have uh, have a coffee, have a drink, have a meal with anyone in order to learn from them and really to up your own game. Um, who do you want that Elon. to be? Elon. Elon. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'd like to pick Elon's brain on how someone like me can go from where I am to be a billionaire. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Elon. Fantastic. And, and finally, Nick, final question. How do people get in touch? How do, if they want to know more about what you do, more about your books and your, your services, where do they go to find Nicky? Go to Amazon.com and type in Nikki Ballou. All my books and podcasts are there if you're a reader. And I would just submit to you, if you're in business for yourself and you believe in, in growth and scale, you ought to be a reader. So just go over there and pick up a couple books if you are ready to spend a few bucks and uh, listen to a couple of podcast episodes. That's number one. But if you're a business owner that right now is in the space of, I want change bad, then go to my calendar and book a time with me. Go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Let me know you were listening to Paul's show and I'll give you 45 minutes of my time free of charge. And let's, let's have a conversation about why you want change bad. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I'll make sure those links are in there. And just just for clarity, the, the podcast there, Nikki, what's the, what's the podcast that you run? Um, the Thought Leader Revolution is my business podcast. The Sovereign Man is my men's podcast. Wonderful. Yeah, and uh, I've I've had a listen to a few episodes, some brilliant stuff in there. So get yourself along. Uh, Nikki, an absolute pleasure. Some wonderful stories and so much to learn for both myself <laughs> being greedy on this one, but hopefully for my, my listeners and the audience out there. So, uh, yeah, if you want that change bad enough, do something about it. So, Nikki, thanks for being on the show today. Paul, thanks for having me on, man. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a real honor. Cheers. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, 
then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.